Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Welcome to Circle Craft Study with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and tonight we connect with pagan spirit and community rituals. In particular, we're going to take a look at how ritual crafting and community building can happen when pagans of different paths and different places converge for a festival. We're going to be taking a look at some of the rituals that help create an enhanced community at the Pagan Spirit Gathering each year. The Pagan Spirit Gathering began in 1980, and it is one of the oldest and largest pagan festivals in the U.S. today. It happens every year for eight days during the week that includes summer solstice. Our dates for 2013 are June 16th through 23rd, and it will be held at Stonehouse Farm, which is a campground and events venue about an hour's drive west of Chicago, Illinois. I'd like to begin tonight's show with a chant that was created at the very first Pagan Spirit Gathering for use in community building and in ritual. We are an old people, we are a new people, we are the same people, stronger than before. And certainly that chant and its variations continues to be part of the Pagan Spirit Gathering community life. Pagan Spirit Gathering focuses on community. We have a thousand people from across the United States and several other countries coming together to celebrate summer solstice and to intentionally create a magical village community together. There are different ways that we interface as a community during the course of the gathering. There are workshops, sharing information, ideas, experiences, and perspectives with each other. There is the experience of setting up one's campsite and being part of the collaborative, creating the pagan village together. There is the taking part in community work life. Everyone has an opportunity to do work shifts during the course of the week, which help the gathering function. There's the experience of shopping at the variety of different pagan merchants that are in the village. 
there's the experience of having celebrations during the course of the gathering, meet and greet experiences, discussions, walking around the village itself, meeting people that way. But one of the most important ways that community comes to be every year has to do with the community rituals. In the first part of our evening tonight, I would like to share a little bit about some of the rituals that happen each year at Pagan Spirit Gathering. And then in the second part of the show, there'll be an opportunity for those of you who are listening, who have been part of Pagan Spirit Gathering in the past, to call in to share about a favorite ritual that you've taken part in, a ritual that you have helped facilitate, or some common experiences that you've had across different types of rituals. So what are these rituals that happen within the pagan spirit gathering community? We begin the festival each year with a ritual of remembrance. We pay our respects on the opening Sunday in the afternoon to pagan spirit gathering community members who have died in the past year. By having the ceremony on the opening afternoon, we not only help ourselves as a community adjust to our loved ones no longer being in a physical form, but it's a way of spiritually inviting those loved ones now in the summerland, the other world, the land of eternal youth, Tirnanog, those who have crossed over to be with us in spirit in our gathering community during the week. We typically have photos and other memorabilia representing those who've crossed over on an altar, and we have people who have had close connections with each of the deceased come up at different parts in the circle of remembrance and say a few words and share. It's a time for remembrance. It's a time for comfort sharing. On the opening Sunday night, we have the opening ritual. And the opening ritual actually includes elements that predate pagan spirit gathering that actually are survivals of old paganism from the Baltic area of Europe. In the early days of Circle Sanctuary, one of our community members was Carlos Berzens, native to Latvia, grew up in a village in Latvia in the very first part of the 20th century. As a young man, he had direct experience of his village celebrating summer solstice 
with processions in which people carried live flame torches and candle lanterns journeying through the village going to a place where there is kindled a great bonfire we have taken that old tradition of processing with fire through a village and kindling a bonfire from a survival of Baltic paganism. And that is how we officially start our community rituals at Pagan Spirit Gathering, the grand um, festival rituals where people of many paths and places come together. We carry candle lanterns and candles in jars, and the procession makes its way through the village we've created. We go to our ritual site, and you will see spiraling into the circle these living flames as we do this at twilight, and it can be quite magical to experience not only being with other pagans celebrating summer solstice in this way, but keeping alive an old tradition in a new way. During the heart of the opening ritual, we have the honoring of the sacred directions and a blessing of the gathering and the kindling of a sacred fire, which we keep burning throughout the course of all eight days of the festival. We have other summer solstice-type rituals during our Solstice Week celebration. Another one happens on summer solstice morning. It's the morning ritual. And this is a ritual that I facilitate each year. It's multicultural and interreligious because we have pagans from many different traditions of paganism as well as people that are in blended traditions that blend paganism with other forms of spirituality. And we have people from different ethnic origins and people from different countries. So during the morning ritual, which is held not at dawn, but pretty early in the morning for most people, we have people honor the sun according to their own particular tradition with a chant, with a prayer, with a reading, with a blessing. And after we have honored the sun in sacred ways, we join together and do healing for the planet. We also celebrate summer solstice with a 1,000 candle light labyrinth. This happens on one of the evenings during the week. And at dusk, the candle labyrinth that had been set in place earlier that day is kindled by a number of community members. And from dusk until dawn, that candlelight labyrinth shines forth. And hundreds of people within our gathering community 
in silence, walk the labyrinth, going into the center, letting go of barriers to understanding, being at the center, meditating, doing inner work, and then returning out of the center back into pagan spirit gathering, village life, carrying with wisdom, renewal, and understanding into the next part of their life's journey. The largest ritual that we do at Pagan Spirit Gathering is what we call the main community ritual. And this happens the closing evening of the gathering. It's a Saturday night. Each year we have different ritualists that have been connected with our community facilitate this large group ritual. We have it in a really large ritual space. There typically is a bonfire as part of this work um, that's kindled specially for this ritual. There's drumming and singing and meditation. And every year, our gathering has a theme. This year, it's connections. And our main ritual not only is a celebration of summer solstice, but a reflection of that theme. So we'll be celebrating connections with Arthur and Catherine Hines from Georgia this year. There are a variety of special rituals that have become traditions at Pagan Spirit Gathering every year. On the Monday night, we have the tribal drum and dance ritual. It has some common parts that go from year to year, but each year this ritual is created anew by members of the community. There's an honoring of the elements, of the earth, the air, the fire, the water. There's the kindling of the sacred bonfire and adding to that bonfire as part of the ceremony. There is the dance of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, the goddess and the god. And this is such a popular role to do that there's actually even a waiting list for people that want to be the goddess and god couple in this community um, ritual. And so we actually plan for that several years in advance. We also have the sacred fire circle, which is one evening at the Pagan Spirit Gathering. Sacred inner work that is done through the night around a sacred fire. We have the magical gift exchange in which community members have an opportunity to not only give a gift, but receive a gift. We have gifting blankets for all the adult members in each of the four sacred directions in the gifting circle. And in the center is the gifting blanket for the young people in our community. 
a circle of young people with some adults helpers happens in the very center of the circle around the central blanket and then a large circle of hundreds of participants of adults and um, older youth encircles the four other gifting blankets people reflect on giving move around in a circle and place their gifts on an appropriate blanket that they think most connects with the elemental association that that blanket represents. Earth, air, fire, water for the adults, spirit for the young people. And then the circle goes around again with the focus on receiving. And people reflect on which gift to receive and take the gift. And then the final part of the ritual is quite exuberant. People open up their gifts, and all the gifts are wrapped, and everyone is supposed to, when they wrap their gift, include a little card with their name on it and something about the gift, what special meaning it has for them, and what blessing they seek to pass on to the receiver. After people open up their gifts and they find out who has given them the gift, then there is an opportunity to go around the whole circle, wandering, calling out the name of the person, waving the gift around. And that way, gifters and givers um, and receivers can connect with each other face-to-face. So it's a wonderful opportunity not only to have the exchange of gifts, but it also serves as a mixer of sorts. You may get a chance to meet someone at the gathering that isn't camped nearby, and wonderful relationships unfold from this long-time pagan spirit gathering community ritual. In addition to these specialty rituals, some of the most popular rituals during the course of the gathering are the women's ritual and the men's ritual. And different people will be coordinating those rituals every year. Sometimes after the men and the women complete their rituals, they will all come together so the men and the women join together. And that happens in some years. We also have rituals for youth. The teens often will create their own rituals. There's tween rituals, teen rituals, children's rituals. And we have rites of passage rituals happening throughout the week at Pagan Spirit Gathering. And some of those rites of passage ceremonies, in addition to the ritual itself, have associated events that prepare for the ceremony. We have the coming-of-age ceremonies, coming-of-age into adulthood for young women, coming-of-age into adulthood for young men. We also have a variety of coming-of-age into seniorhood rituals, We have, for women who have passed menopause, we have the croning ritual and 
this year at Pagan Spirit Gathering, we'll be having a saging ritual for the elder men. In addition, we will have a Women of the Dark Moon Gather ritual for women who are no longer maidens, no longer everyday mothers, and are not yet crones. So this is a new community ritual that's being added this year. In addition, we will be having weddings. And every year we have pagan weddings, also known as hand fastings, at Pagan Spirit Gathering. This year we have a heterosexual wedding happening during the week and a same-sex wedding happening towards the end of the week. And at the Passage Rite gatherings, people have an opportunity to celebrate life passages and support that for community members. Another ritual that's a Passage Rite is that called a Blessing Way. And this is a ritual for mothers, those who are pregnant, and those who may be a mother by way of adoption. And this um, started last year and will be continuing this year. And it's a way of honoring and blessing mothers in our community in the ritual way of celebrating motherhood and blessing their motherhood experience. We have the sacred hunt ritual, which is another type of inner transformation ritual. So in a more remote part of our village, there's intense rapid drumming. People who have Um, signed up to be hunters, hunting aspects of themselves for personal transformation, are doing their inner work, and they're supported by a villager, someone, a support person to help them in that work. David Dorsch um, created this ritual many years ago, and since that time, a variety of different people have helped with it. It is quite intense and um, very personally moving for those that take part and those who support. Another ceremony that we do every year is the Warrior Blessing Ritual. Throughout the course of the week, we honor different um, groupings of people within our pagan village that we create. And a few years ago, we started the Warrior Spirit Center for those who are serving in the U.S. military and who have served and their loved ones, their families, though anyone in the community can come and take part in workshops and other ceremonies that are held there. And the Warrior Blessing Rite is to honor those who are presently serving, to pay respects for those who have 
died to honor veterans, to honor military families, um, to remember those who are missing in action, and various aspects of military service. We also, during the Warrior Blessing ritual, honor first responders, law enforcement officers, EMTs, um, firefighters, and a variety of different people and emergency services in addition to our military troops and veterans and their families. In addition to these rituals that happen every year, every year we have some specialty rituals, small group rituals, in different traditions. And uh, some of these smaller group rituals are connected with a particular culture. Some are connected with a particular form of paganism. Um, one of the small group rituals that we've had every year since we began PSG back in 1980 is that of Sweat Lodge. And we have people from different sweat traditions, mostly different Native American traditions, but since saunas were a form of ritual in old Europe, we also have had some people from those traditions facilitate sweat experiences in our community sweat lodge. And those rituals happen during the course of the week. At the very end of our gathering, we have the closing ritual, and Moonfeather, who manages PSG and I, in recent years have been facilitating that ritual together. It is our closing of our face-to-face -to -face time together. It is a, a thanksgiving to the divine and the different forms that we've connected with it during the course of the the gathering. It's a thanksgiving to each other. It's a thanksgiving to the greater circle of nature of which we're part. It's also a way of blessing journeys back to our around-the-year homes. And while the pagan spirit gathering community then no longer is meeting face-to-face -face for that year's gathering, we continue our community connection in various ways during the course of the year until we convene again. And one of the ways that we do that is through social media, through email lists, through our Pig and Spirit Gathering community Facebook page. We're also on Twitter. And many people in different areas of the country may have gatherings um, connecting with people they've met from their region from um, Pig and Spirit Gathering. So that's an overview of Pig and Spirit Gathering and some of its rituals that happen every year. And what I'd like to do now is open this up to Community Forum. This is an opportunity for those of you who are listening live, those of you in live chat, and those of you who are listening via the phone, to be able to 
come on and share experiences, impressions, ideas. How does community grow? How does community get enhanced by the rituals that we do at Pagan Spirit Gathering? The call-in number for those of you who would like to join the community forum in this way is 347-308-8222. We are an old people. We are a new people. We are the same people, stronger than before. I have assisting me each week Pagan Spirit Gathering Community members and Circle Sanctuary Ministers David and Jeanette Ewing. So I welcome you to the Community Forum part of the show. David and Jeanette. Welcome. Hello. Hi, and I'm wondering if we have any callers that may want to share some of their perspectives and experiences with Pagan Spirit Gathering, community rituals. Oh, we do. Uh, Nicholas has called in, and so has Barbara Dancingheart. Well, great. So why don't we have Nicholas come on, and and he's been part of the Pagan Spirit, Spirit Gathering since his earliest days. So Nicholas C. of Kentucky, welcome. Hi, Selena. Hi. It's nice to hear your voice. It's really good to connect with you, and I very much appreciate you and your contributions, not only to Pagan Spirit Gathering, but to Pagan Gatherings as a whole. Um, You have the distinction of helping to bring drumming into Pagan Festivals, not only Pagan Spirit Gathering, but other gatherings, and it's really great to have you here on this show celebrating pagan spirit and community rituals. It's good to be here. I've been scratching my head about what my uh, insights and impressions have been. Um, Like you said, I was at the, uh, I've been around for a long time. I was there in in 1980 when all this uh, started happening. Um, and I, apparently, I, I stuck around. So, um, well, I, and it's I, it's wonderful, and you've been part of many different rituals. You've been our sacred firekeeper for many years. Yes, that's that's one of the things I, I put on my list. Uh, um, that in front of me here. Um, I, I wasn't the first um, sacred firekeeper, but um, I do remember when that um, uh, process started, and I I really think that. Um, what one aspect of the community is is reflected in in the sacred firekeeper and some of the other things that happen in PSG, and and it's it's the threads like that that happen every year. The firekeepers you know meet each other every year. There's new firekeepers and different people take um, charge. I think um, I was sacred firekeeper for about seven years when um, we were uh, holding PSG back in uh, uh, Wisconsin. Um, but through the years after that, um, I connect and reconnect with the, the sacred fire keepers and sort of like a, a small community within the community um, 
you know, tending tending the fire. So that was that's been a big deal for me um, um, through the years. I also thought about um, your the opening ritual for PSG, which you mentioned um, at the start. Um, that candlelight procession. Um, that was one of the first things I, I sort of thought to myself is like real important to the um, community aspect because um, you know the, the procession goes to camp and people join the uh, the procession one at a time with their candles and stuff like that and I always have a, a strong sense of community um, sort of like bringing little pieces of energy into a stream that we we bring to that that opening um, that opening ceremony so that. For every single year that we've done that, that's been very big thing for me to um, to be in the procession uh, procession of community. And it's so um, wonderful to see people in a whole assorted array of garb. Uh, some people come in fairly casual, you know, street clothing, and other people are in long, flowing robes, and some people are very. Um, decked out in um, body paint and all manner of things. So it's really amazing every year to see the diversity in physical adornment and also what kinds of lights get carried into the circle, everything from huge candle lanterns to tiny um, lights in a jar. Right, and and I, I... I like seeing the the people's faces. They're, they're sort of gently illuminated with the um, with the candlelight, which is very sort of powerfully poetic. And then going over to the the, the drumming thing that you uh, mentioned, and you know, I'm really happy that drumming is, has 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 stayed with us, as they say. Um, but that's another aspect of the of the procession that's really nice. It's sort of the drums calling everybody in, and um, and then following. Following their line into the into the ritual space, um, it's very amazing and and and, and powerful um, powerful experience. Also, wanted wanted to say something about um, the sweat lodge, um, and you know I'm I'm glad you said said it too. Um, it's something that we've had um, in in different incarnations, you know, throughout all the years of um, um, uh, PSG, and lately I've now been. Um, Camping with the sweat lodge uh, encampment, um, and, and it's sort of a deeper spiritual layer of, of community for me um, to you know be connected to to that type of uh, uh, space. Um, it's a different experience than the big ritual where everybody gets together for the main ritual and stuff. Um, it's a, a week long um, tending of, of fires and, and, and sweats and lectures and prayers and, and, and stuff like that. It's very powerful for me. And I, I'm delighted that I um, had the opportunity to lead some of the sweats earlier in the earlier years. Now, of course, um, there's some, some other people who are, are leading the uh, sweats. Um, also, I wanted to put a plug in for the, um, the, the sage men. Um, this will be our third year where some older men have gotten together and sat down and, and, and discussed what we'd like to do to, to recognize, um, I'll be turning 60 this year, um, 
older men in the community and um, what our role is for ourselves and, and, and for the rest of the, the community. So like you said earlier, um, this will be our first staging ritual year, and there will be several of us. And, of course, we invite all um, older men. I think our, our um, uh, proviso is that um, if you're 50 years or older, um, yeah, that's the beginning of the sage generation um, process. Um, like I said, I'm 60, and I'm, I'm really delighted that, that we're, um, we're doing that. I'm really excited about that, too, and I also want to mention another men's rite of passage, which is known as the men's personal rite of passage experience, which has been going on for a number of years, and this is finding the true source of inner strength. So it isn't a coming of age into adulthood. It isn't a moving into seniorhood. This is open to men over 18, and it's a 20-plus hour journey of self-discovery. And that has been part of the Pagan Spirit Gathering community for many years. Right, and and that's that's been a highlight of of, of my experience. Um, and we have indeed had um, men, age eighteen through eighty something, um, participate in that that um, rite of passage experience. And it, and it's men going through um, major choices or transformations in their life, and they bring that to PSG with them. And um, the facilitators who were um, uh, to men who um, uh, originally, um, uh, you know, brought the, um, the pieces together. Plus, um, there's a collection of men who um, have uh, previously gone through the rite um, and and loved it, so to speak. And they come back to help uh, men each year um, who who go through the experience. So um, it, the rite has changed over the years, um, but. Um, it, that, that's another big part for um, for, for uh, my experience, the men's right of passage experience. Um, now the sage men um, is, is is a big part of that, and then of course the the men's ritual looks exciting this year, even more exciting than in previous years because um, Chiron, who's um, uh, listed as the person running it, is bringing together all the different men's um, uh, groups. The, young men or boys to young men um, right the men's right of passage to stage men etc um, and and the LGBT community um, it was not forget them um, will all be a part of, of, of the core men's ritual this um, this year which sounds very exciting yes it really does and and I'm going to be interspersing our conversation with you and with Barbara and a few moments um, okay. with some descriptions of even some additional rituals because the rainbow ritual is right. a long-standing pagan spirit gathering tradition and I know that both you and I have been part of this is this is celebrating lesbian gay bisexual transgendered queer family and friends that are part of the pagan spirit gathering community and every year that takes its own kind of form and we've been evolving rituals um we may have the same ritual by name every year but things go through changes and i do think that 
keeps rituals fresh and allows um, newer members of the community to help with that ritual renewal every year. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and that's very important. Um, young people coming in and and, and giving their touch, um, you know, to the larger um, uh, to the larger community. It's it's a very nice, very nice thing to see. Well, it's really wonderful to have you be part of the Pagan Spirit Gathering community. And I thought before we shift over to talking with Barbara, if you, you're you going to be doing peace rituals this year. Yes, um, and that, that's the, the last thing here on my list. Um, for for many years now, um, since, I don't know, the, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, Tibetan Buddhist person, um, went through Wisconsin back in the 80s. And I sort of piqued my interest in that. Um, this year, just a week or so ago, I um, had the chance to go to a teaching up in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and I'm enamored. Uh, Tibetan Buddhism is very pagan. I mean, it's the, the rituals and the rites are, are very similar. Um, but regardless of that, um, I'm, I'm a, a big advocate of, of the peace work. Um, that he, the, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and other individuals are into. Anyway, so I thought I would um, uh, attempt to do um, a peace rite each morning. It's you know maybe five or ten minutes, um, uh, sort of basic uh, pagan Buddhist uh, format, and um, it, it is going to be about community, as it turns out. Um, what what I intend to do is have a different prayer for different part of community um, each morning. So um, women, men, children, LGBT, um, so on, um, uh, uh, with world or global focus. I'm excited, but it's, it's new, so um, we'll see how it goes. And then as a part of that, I'm going to have a, a, a sort of a peace shrine, and it's going to be um, Kuan Yin, who's a... Um, a deity focus for me, and then also um, uh, a Buddha figure, um, which reflects enlightenment, personal growth, personal spiritual growth, that kind of thing. Um, and I have a number of people going to be helping me and, and participating with me. And anybody who's, who's up at 7 a.m. in the morning is welcome to stop by. Well, this is so wonderful. Well, thank you so much for... Uh, being part of the Pagan Spirit Gathering community and also for sharing some of your experiences and perspectives with Pagan Spirit Community Rituals tonight. I'm glad to do it, and I'm excited for what's going to happen, what, two weeks from now. I know. It's coming up fast. Well, may you have a great night. Now I'm going to connect with David and Jeanette again and... and um, and see how we're doing with those who may have called in. So, so David here. We've got a uh, Barbara Dancingheart has called in as well. Great. So let's welcome Barbara Dancingheart of Illinois, who is our coordinator of the Crone Temple of Wisdom. Welcome. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, thanks for being okay. on the show tonight. Thank you for inviting me, Selena. Well, you've been part of Pagan 
Spirit Gathering for a number of years, and you actually are coordinating one of the centers, and you and I get to do the croning ritual together, which is always a wonderful part of PSG. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what a croning is? Sure. In the in the PSG community, many years ago, uh, it, many of the women identified the need for honoring the crone in our community, uh, mainly because... It, the crone is not in an in a very uh, is not portrayed in a very positive light in general culture in in the mundane world. Oftentimes, you know, women uh, talk badly about going through menopause and that it's you know it's hell to get old and all of those things that society tells us, and that women I think unfortunately buy into. Uh, in the PSG community, however, uh, older women and now uh, older men are placed in, a, in a, uh, a place of honor within the community. And for so many women who have not been able to experience a, a real process of transitioning from uh, middle, their middle life, their motherhood, uh, stage into the crone stage, the process that we go through at PSG has has been just a wonderful, enlightening, and empowering uh, passage for women. There's always wonderful feedback at the end of the week and so many wonderful comments and ongoing connections between the women who have, have gone through the croning ritual in past years uh, with the new the new group of crones every year, it grows and grows into quite a strong community within PSG. Yeah, and I really do think that um, in talking with the crones that have gone through the ceremony, it has literally been life-transforming, not only deepening their experience with the PSG community, but in their day-to-day life um, Exactly, exactly. The the convergence, yeah. And you've also been part of a variety of different community rituals at Pagan Spirit Gathering. What are some of the ones that come to mind that you take part in every year? Well, one of my favorite things is is the labyrinth. It's, for me, a very powerful inward journey they they light a thousand candles and create a wonderful labyrinth that the community uh it's open to the community i think pretty much all night it starts That's about right. 10, 10 p.m and goes all night and there's usually soft music playing at some of the directions and and a small bonfire in the center when you reach the center and it's just a, a really wonderful way, both physical because you're walking and emotional and spiritual uh, way of accessing your inner self and and asking questions and getting answers. And that, for me, is one of the highlights of the week, uh, along with the main ritual on Saturday night. I always find that that is very powerful I think for me it's it's because partially because of the number of people 
who participate, there's there's so much energy, there's so much diversity that comes together in one place to celebrate. Uh, even though we're all individuals, we're celebrating the same uh, experience. We're we're coming together really as a as a unit, as a community, and and that's always very powerful for me because generally I'm. I'm solitary. I, I don't have a group that I meet with on a regular basis. So anything that happens at PSG is always a wonderful expansion of my spiritual life. Yeah. Well, and I know that rituals, in addition to the main croning um, ritual, that as the keeper of the Crone Temple of Wisdom, that there's an honoring of the space as you set it up and a kind of a release at the end. Right, right. We The whole week, it, you know, is set up for the women who are interested in, in going through this process. We start the week on Sunday afternoon by opening and blessing the Crone Temple, and it's a wonderful space. Women are welcome to bring items that they want to leave on the altar all week. And it's very wonderfully decorated every year. And that's where we have our meetings. And Monday through Thursday, we have about an hour-long meeting of the women who have chosen to go through this process. And it entails sharing our own individual stories. Uh, so often that, the, you know, the women who come from all types of life and all areas of the country when we come together and start sharing our stories, there are so many commonalities that there is an instant kinship, I guess, that you could say, where we all look at each other and know each other. On the other hand, the diversity of the group is always astonishing to me to hear where people have come from and the kinds of circumstances that they're in now and what their dreams still are and what their challenges are and what their sources of joy and pain are. And that's where we all get to support each other through these meetings. We also meet, one of our meetings, is part of it is spent uh, meeting with the young women who are going to make their rite of passage into womanhood. Yeah. So they come to, they're brought to the Crone Temple of Wisdom and we're able to talk to them and answer their questions, and we learn from them as well. They're, they're sharing of their dreams and hopes from the other end of the spectrum is always very enlightening and inspiring to know that that, that new generation is, is coming up, and we tell them that we're there for them. We're there to help them, and if you see us around camp and want to stop and talk, you know, that's great. So we connect with them directly. Uh, there's also going to be a, a specific sweat lodge for the new crones. We did it last year, and it was very powerful. And we have our own special uh, sweat lodge that's geared toward older women. It's it's not what you would normally think of as the type of sweat lodge that um, people imagine are happening out in the middle of the desert and and uh, it, it was totally geared towards our ability to enjoy it and to be challenged by it. And we got a lot of positive feedback. So we're going to do that again this year, too. 
That is fabulous. Well, just yeah. as, as the Crone Temple of Wisdom has an opening and closing ritual for that particular space, some other community rituals that are associated with parts of our village life, we have a Temple of the Sun and we have a Moon Lodge. And they each have opening and closing rituals during the course of the gathering, as does um, Psyche's Grotto, which is a center for relaxation and wellness, um, counseling. And um, in addition to these ceremonies connected with centers, we also have even more um types of rituals and some rituals that are specifically connected with a time, sacred time. This year there will be a full moon rite and the heathens that are part of the pagan spirit gathering community will be doing a sambal. We have some dances of universal peace which really come out of the Sufi tradition and that's been part of pagan spirit gathering every year. There are some people who work with the fae, the fairy folk, and there's a whole opening of the fairy shrine and honoring of the fae. And we have, um, within recent years, the Darshan Ritual Theater, which is a ritual but in the form of theater, and this draws on some of the traditions from Asia. And it's really been amazing to see that particular part grow and change. And there are what I call spontaneous rituals that may happen in encampments. And, of course, every night around the sacred fire, there's dancing and drumming, what you might call community dance and drum and uh, which is always kind of a fun thing as part of it. Well, I know that we have Pagan Spirit Gathering coming up very soon. It's um, kind of hard to believe. It's June 16th through 23rd. And while that's still a few weeks away, we're actually having our registration. You have to register in advance um, for Pagan Spirit Gathering. So please register by June 4th if you want to join us this year. You can go to www.circlesanctuary.org. So, Barbara, are you still with us? I am. Yes. So um, for people that haven't come to PSG before, um, what would you say in terms of, you know, ritual kinds of things that people might connect with? You mentioned the labyrinth and and the main ritual. Well, and, and you also mentioned the, the women's ritual. Uh, that's always been a very powerful uh, part of PSG for me. I, you know, it's, it's hard to describe PSG to, to someone who's never come, but if you if you're at all interested if it at all piques your interest and you think wow that sounds that sounds really interesting or that sounds cool or or whatever i i invite you to to take that adventurous first step and come to psg it's 
it, you'll never be the same, and it's it's just a, something you can't hardly describe to somebody because it is so diverse, but it's so welcoming, and people talk about coming home every year to PSG. And no ma- I think no matter where you come from physically on the planet or where you come from in your spiritual uh, devotion, there's there's a place for you, and you'll I, I'd be willing to bet you'd meet at least one other person and probably a whole group who have very similar views that you can you know share your your thoughts and heart's desire with that that also is amazing to me. Like you say, outside of the the standard rituals, there are spontaneous gatherings of people. Uh, a lot of the workshops I think have have produced spontaneous groups within the PSG community who who sort of have found each other at a workshop and continue to hang out together and support each other and I'm sure have ongoing relationships beyond the PSG week. Um, and and that's wonderful. I, I personally love the drumming um, at night and to fall asleep with those drums going in the background is, is something you, you know you just you can't imagine how wonderful that is uh, for for that whole week where you're you're free to um, express yourself in dancing in chant in drumming even if you don't think you're a drummer I tell you people pick up drums there and they they just have inspiration there's workshops about all of those things drumming and dancing and and all kinds of topics. So there, there's something going on all the time. I think sometimes the, the problem is you, you just don't have enough time. <laughs> to, to well, do that's what you it. Do. <laughs> well, thank you so ma- much for all your help with Pagan Spirit Gathering over the years and for coming on tonight and sharing um, perspectives and experiences and wishing you a great night, Barbara. Thank you. You too, Selena. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Well, I can see David and Jeanette, but hour has flown by pretty quickly. Yeah. It sure has. <laughs> and I want to thank both of you for um, your participation in Pagan Spirit Gathering. Um, some of the years that you've been able to come, it's been really wonderful and um, I expect that those of you who are listening who may want to get more information, you can go to www.circlesanctuary.org slash PSG. And part of the reason for doing our evening show tonight on Pagan Spirit Community Rituals is to share a spectrum of types of rituals that can be possible, not only a pagan spirit gathering, but in other pagan settings as people come together. And we'll be continuing our exploration of pagan festivals and pagan spirit gathering in coming weeks. And those of you who do come to pagan spirit gathering this year, be sure to connect with me and say hello.
that was an encore edition of Circle Craft Studies with Selena Fox. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Witches School International and their Pagan Sunnite Radio Network for allowing this opportunity to connect with the community. And now we will transition with the song I Am Pagan by PSG Favorites, Spiral Rhythm. I am pagan and I'm proud. I am pagan, gonna shout it loud. I am pagan, want the world to know. And that was I Am Pagan by Spiral Rhythm. And now, welcome to Circle Talk Radio, a production of Circle Sanctuary's radio ministry program. Join us every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern following the Nature Folk program with Reverend Selena Fox as we discuss various topics of interest to the pagan community. 
Circle Talk Radio is hosted on alternating weeks by Circle Sanctuary Ministers Jeanette and David Ewing and Circle Minister Deborah Rose. Before we begin, we'd like to express our thanks to the Witches School International and their Pagans Tonight Radio Network for allowing us this opportunity to reach the community. And for more information about Witches School, please visit them on the web at www.witchschool.com. And for more information about Circle Sanctuary, please visit us on the web at www.circlesanctuary.org. And tonight's episode is an encore presentation of last year's Circle Talk, where Circle Minister Deborah Rose welcomed Pandora and Celeste Coleman Jeske for a discussion on the Daughters of the Dark Moon at Pagan Spirit Gathering. And speaking of Pagan Spirit Gathering, please remember registration for PSG ends tomorrow night at midnight Central Time. That's tomorrow, June 6th. Night at Midnight Central Time is the last opportunity to register for this coming Pagan Spirit Gathering. So if you haven't, better get it in. Blessings. And welcome to Circle Talk Radio, part of the Circle Sanctuary Radio Ministry Program, along with the Nature Folk Program, hosted by the Reverend Selena Fox every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Join us here on Tuesdays following Selena's program at 9 o'clock Eastern as we discuss various topics of interest to the pagan community. Circle Talk Radio is hosted on alternating weeks by Circle Sanctuary Ministers Jeanette and David Ewing and Circle Minister Deborah Rose. And before we begin, we'd like to express our thanks to the Witches School International and the Pagan Tonight Radio Networks for allowing Circle Sanctuary this time to present our programming. For more information about Circle Sanctuary, please visit us on the web at www.circlesanctuary.org. ORG, and visit our friends at the Witches School International at their website at www.witchschool.com. Welcome to our show. My name is Deborah Rose. I'm your host tonight on Circle Talk. For the past several months, we've been featuring presenters, musicians, and all things that will be at the Pegot Spirit Gathering 2017. Tonight, we're going to meet the coordinator, coordinators. For fairly new rite of passage at PSG, Daughters of the Dark Moon, let me read to you the summary in the PSG Community Guide. Do you find yourself in the magical, transformational time between Mother and Crone? Have you found yourself dancing with the darkness? Do you see yourself in the power of the moon's fourth dark face? Does the power to change, to unmake and remake live daily with you? Finding your birthlings in countless other ways, then Daughters of the Dark Moon may be for you. And remember, as you listen tonight on Circle Talk, you can still register until June 8th at midnight to attend PSG or Pagan Spirit Gathering this year during Summer Solstice Week from June 18th to the 25th, 2017. PSG will be at the same location as last year at Tall Tree Lake Campground in Southern Illinois. Want more information or need to register? Go to circlesanctuary.org and click on the event tab and you'll find information and registration um, for PSG. Our two guests tonight are Pandora Silverpin and Celeste. Pandora's with us right now, so we're going to begin with her. She's a Circle Sanctuary Minister in Training and this year will be leading the Daughters of the Dark Moon Rite of Passage. This is her fourth PSG 
so we have, I hope we have some time to talk to her about her experiences at PSG, and second year as a coordinator of the, of the Daughters of the Dark Moon. Welcome, Pandora. Hi there. How are you? So have you started packing yet? I just kind of realized it's in uh, less than two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> My clothes are packed, but um, along with re- leading the Daughters of the Dark Moon, I'm doing women's ritual. So I didn't realize how much stuff you have to pack when you're leading two different things. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a plastic tub full of things that I normally would never, ever carry back and forth to PSG that are going this year because I need ritual stuff and I need rite of passage stuff and I need, um, and as the new coordinator for Daughters of the Dark Moon, there's stuff that I have to bring back and I get to hold for a year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, yeah, two weeks is not enough time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you started early and I'm leading a workshop this year. And so, again, I've got most of it written, but it, it's like, oh, wow. I've got literally one more weekend, and that is it. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, time to get packing and, and uh, time to get started. Well, well, tell me, I'm so interested, because Daughters of the Dark Moon is a fairly new um, rite of passage. How long has it been in existence? The initial Daughters of the Dark Moon group um, was in 2013, um, it was a group of women, and I don't know exactly who all was involved in that because my first PSG was 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I do know that it was Colleen Cozier, um, and there was there's a group of women. I, I believe Celeste might have even been as part of that first one. I know she was at the very first rite of passage in 2014 because we did ours together. Um, and I don't know exactly who all was in that initial um, I know Heather Ockler was. I know that Colleen Cozier was, and I'm fairly certain that that um, Celeste was. But as far as the rest of them, I have no idea. And there's no list um, anywhere that tells me who those women were. So, um, uh, but yeah, Colleen just uh, 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 yeah, she just uh, texted me and told me. This is going to be her fifth PSG. So she was at the first one. So we'll bring her on in a minute, and we'll we'll definitely uh, 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 talk with her. Um, so this is your is this your first year as a coordinator? For the Daughters of the Dark Moon, um, only have you only coordinate for a year, and then you we turn it over to somebody else so that nobody is doing it for any length of time. Um, last year I did coordinating for some other things. So this is my second year as a coordinator for PSG, but only my first year as the um, Daughters of the Dark Moon Rite of Passage coordinator. And then I get to pick whoever's going to do it next year. Oh, that's really that's really fun. So it, it's always, it always becomes fresh. Yes. That's, at least that's, that's the idea. What is the... Um, what is the mythology behind um, Daughters of the Dark Moon? Um, as I understand it, and I cannot find the book, I tried for two hours today, but there was a book written um, a few years ago by a woman, and she called it the Belladonna Stage. Um, and, it, you know, it, was, it sounded good as far as that goes, and we liked all of the stuff that she was saying, but um, I think Colleen and them, got together and went, you know, we're really just daughters of the dark moon. And what it is is that stage in between mom and crone. 
Um, and I'm in that stage. I, my kids are grown. Um, I don't mother on a regular basis. You know, I still mother. They still call me. They still ask me for things. But it's not every day. It's not um, all the time. And I'm not ready to crone. I'm, I'm not at that stage where I'm ready for that um, transition. So I'm kind of at that in-between uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of women who feel like, you know, I'm, you know, you hit your mid-40s and you're not mothering all the time. You know, even if your children mm-hmm. are um, teenagers or so, something like that, you're not really mom all the time anymore. Um, and that, that uh, phase kind of shifts on you where, you know, now you're not a mom anymore, but you're also not, I'm not ready to crone. I don't know if I'll be able to crone in the next 10 years. Um, I, I'm just not ready to be called the wise woman. I don't think I have that, um, and I, I don't think I know enough to be considered that, and, and until I feel ready, it's not going to happen. And this seems like a good in-between. Um, and it's, you know, that, that phase that nobody talks about because it was never really, it was um, maiden mother crone and that was it. There was no in-between. You were one or the other. Um, and it doesn't stop us from being the mom, uh, but it's kind of a stepping stone into the crone stage, I guess. Um, at least that's the, how I see it, is it's like a stepping stone into um, being called the wise woman uh, and croning. Um, and there was a lot of women that felt the same way. Celeste's here, so um, uh, Celeste, just let me know. Um, she was last year's Daughters of the Dark Moon right up past um, um, coordinator, and this is her fifth PSG. So, Celeste, welcome. Hi, thank you. Yay! Um, Pandora and I were just talking about some of the mythology of um, Daughters of the Dark Moon. Were you there in the beginning? I was. I was there for that first meet under Grandma Willow. Tell us about it. Was was there very many people um, that were interested, or how how was that first meeting? Gosh, I think we were all surprised at how many of us um, gathered that day that were called by that that write up that you read. Um, I want to say there were thirty of us there. Wow. Yeah. And we we sat and we talked about this phase just as you're discussing all of the reasons that we felt we we were in this stage, and there were as many diverse uh, reasons that we were called by that write up as there were women in, under the tree that day. So, um, is there? Um you know, and there is no specific age limit for croning, but I do know that that um, in, in my own tradition, people will say after 50, some people say after 60. Is there any age parameters that usually are with the Daughters of the Dark Moon? No, no age parameters at all. And I think one of the things that makes it unique is there are so many reasons that women at this stage of life no longer identify necessarily with the mother stage, whether it's because they've chosen to never have children and 
the mothering energy, yes, in terms of what you're doing with your life, but it just doesn't always fit. <laughs> there are some mm-hmm. that, for myself, I I am a mother of, of an adult child, and mm-hmm. um, I had come to a point where medically I was being taken into a stage with my body where I was no longer in that mothering phase and so Mm -hmm. far from being ready to crone and kind of confused about where that left me. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, that was the thing that five years ago brought me to my first PSG. Um, I had been, gosh, wanting to make the trek for about 20 years. We're in Reno, Nevada, and it's quite Uh a, a dream for us to make it to PSG. And so that year... Um, I looked at the list of the workshops and I found that write-up that you described and it, it, it spoke to me um, and I felt like that was that was the call. That was the year I finally made my first trek to PSG was four Daughters of the Dark Moon. So I feel a very special connection to this group. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I don't feel I'm ready to crone either, but um, something, my energy shifted when my child had a child. So it, it sure. put me into a different space. When I became a grandmother, it just put me in a different space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what so, happened five years ago for me because my daughter had a baby. Yeah, five years ago. I uh, And I happened to mention I'd, how I found Daughters of the Dark Moon was actually through Sandy Fu who I was talking to um, on a minister in training call, and we were talking about different rites of passage and how you write them up and how you um, do them, because as ministers we're supposed to do these rites of passage. And she happens to post in there, yeah, but there's nothing for daughters of the dark moon. And I go, what's that? And she mm-hmm. explains, she messages me later and she explains it to me. And I'm like, oh, because I just became a grandmother six months ago, and I'm like, where do I fit? Because, you know, I'm not a mom anymore. Right. You know, I, I'm, co- I'm coaching her on how to be a mom, but I don't do this anymore. And it's just like, oh, well, there's the answer. That's what I, you know. So that was my why I went to my first PSG, was to do the Daughters of the Dark Moon Rite of Passage. So if um, I go this year and um, I want to join, um, how do I do that? Do you all have a meet and greet or is Tell me about that. Yeah. One of the things that we decided that first meeting under Grandma Willow was that this group is <laughs> is made up of women that are far too busy to have a lot of commitments the week of PSG. We're all running in so many different directions. So the one thing that we agreed we would always do is a Monday night rite of passage for the women who choose to do that. Um, and beyond that, we that evening, we'll try to come up with another day, another time when we can have a meet and greet, or maybe two, or maybe a couple of things. Um, but we do that kind of on the fly, so to speak, and um, offer up opportunities for women to come and meet with us. Um, we all fly bottom flags on our tents. And so if you if you see them, if you walk through camp, we encourage women to stop and chat with us and just ask what it's about. I, I know a lot of women have questions, and 
they kind of wonder if it's right for them, and we're always willing to talk about this, <laughs> this particular <laughs> subject. <laughs> um, and so that'll be my talk- job this year to get up in front of a morning meeting, and we'll let you know um, when we've decided what our meet and greet um, time and day is. Um, and then we'll, I think we have a we have a board that we put up at the info tent um, yeah. that lets you know uh, when our meet and greet is. Um, and then uh, I, I'm not entirely sure because this will be my first time coordinating it um, how all that works. So me and Celeste are going to get together and talk exactly. about that. On, exactly. Yeah. We'll decide that Monday evening and then make the announcement um, at morning meeting. So the actual, and, and, and it's a little bit different because I know uh, I've not come, but I've attended their rite of passage. And typically, and I've had a really, really close friend of mine who croned. Um, and basically there's activities they do all week that mm-hmm. leads into kind of the final doorway of croning. It sounds like you all start off the week, but you actually enter the door to begin with your rite of passage. Is that a fair yep. assessment? That's true. Yes. That's true. That's really, that's really, really, that is, that's really interesting. So, well, so there's no- it's not, the week is not about focusing on what um, your rite of passage is going to be, like the crone rite of passage. We don't exactly do it that way. We discuss it all year on our super secret Facebook group. But our rite of passage is not something, it, it's done very differently. And it's individual for every woman and she decides what it looks like. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But <laughs> our week is more focused on, um, our purpose as a group is to be of service to the greater community. And so we, um, one of the things we do on Monday at our get-together is we kind of fill out a log book of when we're available to take over, um, to be called upon for, say, if someone doesn't show up for a work shift or if a vendor needs their booth watched so they can go get something done. Um, so that's another one of the reasons that we meet early in the week so that we can get that established and, and make those times available. That's really gracious. So part of um, your mythology or part of your service um, to the Circle community, Daughters of the Dark Moon, is that you're available to do volunteer work and to do service during the week. Exactly. Yeah. That's very, that is very, very nice. Um, I really, I look forward to, I may be interested myself, I look really forward to hearing more about this. So, I was going to ask you, and you've already let the super secret Facebook page out of the bag, <laughs> but um, I was going to ask you, I know um, some groups, and, and croning is one of them, is that that creates a bond and they they keep in touch with each other during the year. It sounds like mm-hmm. you all keep in touch also. We do. Yeah. After PSG, anybody who um, comes and approaches us about becoming um, part of the group. After PSG, we actually open the group up um, so that people can join the group that want to join the group. Um, and then um, after a, an allotted amount of time, then we close it back off so it's just us in the group. 
Um, but there will be an opportunity for anybody who's interested in um, maybe next year doing their rite of passage or becoming more mm -hmm. involved in the group to be in the Facebook page and actually um, uh, you know, there are times when it goes for weeks at a time where nothing goes on and then it explodes for a while and um, because it's, we're all busy. Um, mm -hmm. So, But it, it's nice to have that connection because we can just go on there and say, okay, this is, I'm having problems with this or that or I don't understand why this or that is going on. And the Facebook page has been absolutely invaluable with that sort of thing. And, and um, for me, um, um, Pagan Spirit Gathering or PSG is like living in a magical village and it has become so much deeper and fulfilling for me as I've made relationships and know people and keep in contact. So um, I would imagine that would be the same for your face group participants. It makes the whole experience more rewarding. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so... Many of you all, both of you all have been at PSG for many years. Um, I, unfortunately, was there last year because I had some illness in my family. I was only there for the weekend. I was only there for a couple of days. So I didn't get a real sense of the campground. So tell me about um, your experiences. If someone is a PSG virgin or new to um, the campground or new to PSG, what are some of your all's helpful hints? Gosh, I really liked the tall tree location myself. I thought it was really well suited to our group. Um, <laughs> PSG versions, I, I, of course, the standard advice is don't try to do everything. Pick a few favorite things to focus on and let your days kind of happen as they will. Leave time for the unplanned and the unexpected. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weather forecast is looking so great, bad. though. It's looking really good. I know. I was watching the weather, and it uh, um, it doesn't look like it's going to be as hot as last year. I'm hoping that it stays, that trend stays. But um, you really, when you're going to camp, especially in June, you really do need to prepare for the weather, um, especially if this is the first time, you're camping for eight days. Um, and mm -hmm. that's a lot on anybody in, in any kind right. of weather. But last year it was extremely hot. Um, there's a lot of people that have chosen not to come back to PSG this year because of the weather. Um, so it's it's something that we really need to, especially if you've never been to PSG, the energy level is outrageous to begin mm. with. Um, and then when it comes to the heat, on top of that, um, it can make you pretty sick if you're not careful. And um, if you're not careful about the water that you drink, if you're not careful about um, – and I made the mistake last year. I actually ended up in the med tent because I was drinking water. I wasn't drinking any electrolytes at all. So um, I wasn't um, – and as I understand it, and I don't remember this happening, so this is how scary it can get – they took me up to the med tent and dunked um, sheets in ice water and wrapped them around me. I don't remember it. They oh, said I didn't wow. drink at all. So, um, you know, I, check the Facebook page, the PSG Facebook page, because there has been recipe after recipe after recipe for um, an electrolyte replacement. Um, I'm not a fan yeah. of 
Gatorade. Um, so really, watch the weather. Pack for the weather. Um, and something what else I'm, that I would... I was going to say one of my helpful hints is take a water bottle because throughout the camp, and, and I know especially near the infirmary and near the info tent, they'll have containers that they keep stock full of ice and ice water. So yeah, the water bottle. Refill your bottle and so that you can kind to, because you're right, I have a tendency mm-hmm. to be one of those people that like to go to all the classes, I like to go to all the rites of passages. So I run, 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 and if you're not careful, you forget to get anything to drink. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, a water bottle with me to fill up has been really helpful. Yeah, I, my biggest mistake last year is I was helping with main ritual. And when you start to help coordinate a ritual, ritual you, it's too easy to lose track of how long you've been standing there in the sun waiting for somebody else to make a decision. And, you know, you could have easily walked over and gotten in the shade and grabbed something to drink, but, you're, you know, you're in ritual space, you're in your ritual head okay. space, yeah. and you're focused mm-hmm. on it, and you forget um, they actually told me that my husband came out onto Circle, onto the island, and got me and, and made me go up to the med tent. I don't remember oh, wow. that. Oh, wow. So, you were dehydrated. Yes, I was really, really bad. Um, it was kind of strange for me because I usually go to the bathroom quite a bit. And she asked me when the last time I had gone to the bathroom. And, you know, it's after morning meeting. It's like 1130, 12 o'clock. And it occurred to me that I hadn't mm-hmm. gone since 5 o'clock that morning. Oh, way too long. <laughs> so I was way <laughs> too dehydrated. Um, so anybody who's you. never... Thank you water all week. <laughs> so anybody, if this is your first time, especially at Tall Tree Lake, because of that reason, make sure you prepare for the heat. It's not necessarily that we're going to get it the entire time, but that was kind of scary for me. That was a wake-up call for me that I wasn't prepared for. Um, Bring lots of sunscreen, um, hard sole shoes, um, and water. Uh, yeah, and water is are the three um, the three big things Mantras. that I bring. Yeah. And I also bring um, bring like energy bars or breakfast bars or something that you can keep with you if you want uh, a quick snack. Um, there's food vendors there, and there's I know there's food vendors that has um, um, vegetarian and vegan options. I uh, um, I tend to um, take my own food. Uh, we're in a pop-up camper. So how do you all tent? Do you tent or RV, or how do you all camp during the week? <laughs> we have a tent that's about the size of an RV. <laughs> um, but we, we stay in disability camp so that we have power for, my husband and I both use CPAP machines. Uh-huh. So we're right behind where the food vendors were, I I tent camp. Um, I, I if you want to find me, look for the Fuhimas. Um, that's uh, Sandy and um, Scott's big black van, and they call it the Fuhimas. And I'll be camped right beside <laughs> that. Um, and they sleep in their um, in the van. Uh, and it's not, but, huh? <laughs> really nice. <laughs> they, they might as well say it's an RV because that thing is huge, absolutely exactly. huge. So. Um, but I just have a little, uh, my, I just have a small tent. Um, although 
I have I have to admit I have tent envy when I went by Celeste's tent last year and I went, you know, this is like the Taj Mahal. I need one of these. <laughs> so um total tent envy there. Um, but I'm coming alone this year. This will be the first time I'm coming without my husband. So I'm I'm bringing the smaller tent so that I can put it up myself. And, and nice. you know what, um, Pandora, that brings up a good point. A lot of people come by themselves, and it is such a community. So if you're coming by yourself or you're thinking about coming but you're not sure because it's just you, um, um, I have met Come. Do not hesitate. Yeah, Do not um, hesitate. Somebody somewhere will help you put up your tent. You're only alone some... until you get to the gate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, somebody Absolutely. will help you put up your um the foods feed me. I don't have to worry about eating. They're feeding me the entire time. <laughs> um, so I'm not even worried about that. Um, just just show up because, trust me, by the time you set up where you want to camp and you get your stuff ready, somebody nearby will help you put up your tent. They'll help you get everything in your tent that you want in your tent. You won't even have to worry about it. And people are so um, friendly. And, people talk to yeah. you and invite you places, and, and it's kind of funny. It, sometimes I think um, PSG is broken down into some people really like to drum, and they're kind of the night owls, and then other people like morning meeting, and they like the classes. And it seems like when I start going to classes, I'll see the same group of people in every class. And so you uh-huh. you, you just kind of make friends. It's kind of really funny. Whatever your interest True. is, there's a group of other people who kind of share those same interests. You know what I like the most about going to PSG, um, and it's from the first year. People will just, random people that you don't know, if you're sitting Mm -hmm. out in front of your tent, they will stop and they will talk to you. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing today? Those are some of the best moments. (laughs) I know. Um, And they'll ask you, what workshops are you going to? And a lot of times you'll get them to go to the workshop with you, or they'll tell you where they're going, and you're like, wait a minute, I forgot all about that. Right. Um, and yeah, and there were some of the greatest greatest conversations I've ever had is when they just walk in by my tent and they stop and tar- start talking, or I'm walking past their tent and I'll stop and talk to them. Um, and that's not something that um, out here in Mundania we do. We don't stop and talk to people when they're sitting on their front porch, and we don't stop and talk to people when they're sitting in their backyard. But at PSG, everybody will stop and talk to you or wave at you or, you know, it's that's what I like the most about it. It really is not only a community, but a small village. And we just like, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And another helpful hint that I did last year that was really helpful. If you're someone who like, or you would like to meet people, um, you can either have them made or you can, uh, and apparently you can do it online free or cheap or um, you can uh, make them yourself, but you can make business cards, or I make calling cards, and it basically has your name on it, uh, your name and your email, or your name and your Facebook. And so when I meet people, um, um, I will give them information. You know what I mean? Like I'll meet people and somebody That's will That's a great say, idea. Yeah. Um, um, last year, um, I, we – well, maybe it was the year before last. I can't remember. I went to um, a class, and I usually go to ministers' class. So I went to some I call fun classes, and there was someone who was talking about um, Egyptian magic and, and the Egyptian mythology. And 
it was so nice. And I gave him my business card, and he was able to send me additional information um, and um, articles afterwards. And so that's something I would give a helpful hint to make sure you bring um, whatever personal information you're comfortable sharing and give it out. And so you can stay in contact with people. I think that's a great idea. Well, that would help with a lot of that. I was talking to so-and-so, I think it was on Tuesday, and we were talking about something, and now I don't remember what it was we were talking about, but I really was interested in it at the time. Or I remember what we were talking about, but I don't remember the name of the person that I was talking to. Um, uh-huh. And that would eliminate that that whole trying to figure out what it was, because if it's blank on the back, you can always write on the back, I talked to this person about. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. keep track of that because you uh, there's 900 people that show up to this. Um, yeah. On a good year, 1,000 to 1,200 people show up for well, this. I'm not going to remember having conversations with a lot of those people because I, you have, I have five conversations with five people I didn't know last year. Absolutely. Every single day that I'm there, you know. Um, Absolutely. Stop by the um, porta potties and you'll talk to somebody, you know, that you don't know, and it'll be an interesting conversation. And um, you'll walk away, and something will happen, and you know, ten minutes later, you forgot what, who they were, or you know, how to get a hold of them, or um, things of that nature. And that is one thing I do like about PSG's Facebook page because you can go on there later and go, okay, I talked to. Um, and at least try and find them. But, yeah, that's a great idea to keep track of who you talked to and what you talked about, and, you know, um, especially if you want to pursue the, the subject later. Absolutely. Um, do you all um, – I tend to be – for me, it's kind of like um, which college. I love, love, love the classes. So I take a, a, a journal and a pen, which I also recommend to take notes mm-hmm. on and take – a. Um, just observations. Um, are you? Do either one of you attend classes? Oh, absolutely. That's one yeah, of the big draws for me. <laughs> and I, I like to catch all the concerts that I can as well. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Did you? Well, all, I was you looking all through. Go ahead. I was looking through the um, what they've got as far as the classes this year. It's going to be some good stuff. There are some like, great choices. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Usually, I go through them and I go, okay, I, I kind of want to do this one and I kind of want to do that one and I might want to do this one. But usually by Thursday, I'm exhausted. Um, and this <laughs> year, I, I'm, I'm looking at some of the classes going, I don't care if it's on Friday afternoon. When I, By the time I'm tired, I'm still going to this class. Like, there's really uh-huh. been some great um, things put forward. Of course, it'll be the same time I'm teaching my classes, so exactly. <laughs> that's usually how that <laughs> It always happens that way. Well, put it commercial. What class are you teaching this year, Pandora? Um, this year I am teaching a uh, Creativity and Conjure. We're actually going to color a spell. So um, I'm going to bring some uh, mandalas coloring pages and some um, coloring pencils, and we're going to have some different kinds of conjuring oil. Um, I think I'm bringing, like, Shut Your Mouth and Bitch Be Gone and 
Um, <laughs> wishing Mojo. Uh, I, I think I might have put a forgive in there and a spiritual cleanse and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm going to walk them through a meditation on picking their spell and how to write it down and how to color the picture so that we can um, either bring the energy in or push the energy out or however they want to see um, how we're drawing the or coloring the picture, and then we're going to color a spell. So that this will be my first time teaching it, and um, I'm not – I've got it all written down. I hope I don't forget anything. Um, so, because it's my first time teaching. That's really that's really fun. Uh, and you never, at least I haven't, never known when I'm going to teach a class until I get there. <laughs> right. You have no idea what what the program book is going to look like. Absolutely. Celeste, are you teaching any classes, or do you have a fa- favorite kind of class that you've had in the past? I'm not teaching any classes. This will be my first time uh, co-coordinating a large ritual at PSG. Um, Tina and Sandy Fu and I are doing the women's ritual, uh, representing Daughters of the Dark Moon with that. Ooh, tell, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, we're we're looking um, going with the theme of uh, with our hands, and we're focusing on honoring our ancestors through the work of our hands. And yes, second. the women's ritual is on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, I think. Wednesday night. Okay. We think Wednesday night, but like, <laughs> like you, until the program is out. Yeah, that's one of the things I really, really like attending the different rites of passage. And there's almost um, there's the blessing way for women who have who are pregnant or just had a child. There is uh, young women's rite of passage, young men's rite of passage. Um, cloning, saging, um, there's almost a rite of passage uh, or ritual every day. So it's really, really fun. I love that everyone is represented in the community that way. Yes, I do. I do too. So, uh, um, so I yeah. It's just, I have it pulled up if you want to hear the description for the women's ritual. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Um, It says, we come together, girls and women, many ages and ways of being, those born female who have female identity and gender gender nonconforming who seek to celebrate womanhood in this ritual. We have in common our ancestors, blood, spirit, community, benefactors of all kinds through history, women who have worked to create this world for us. The air we breathe is a result of their hopes and dreams. Women of all origins join in celebrating the brave souls who came before, who taught us to be the writers of wrongs, come and give thanks for the women who placed their trust in us, the ones they would never meet. And then I think we had to change one thing, like we had to change um, that it was the conform a little bit more to the... um, uh, theme, the PSG theme, but I don't have a copy of that one. That's just the main 
um, focus. But uh, this year there's going to be a new ritual added. So um, when the men's ritual and the women's ritual goes on, so um, they'll have more than just those two options for PSG 2017, which is totally cool. That is really cool. And, again, um, women's ritual um, is usually um, a very intimate feel um, and uh, um, very, very nice. So that is also uh, a ritual that I um, generally um, attend each year. So, uh, uh, and, again, it's just a way to uh, feel connected. I met um, a very good PSG friend, my um, first women's ritual and uh one of the one of the themes that year is um reclaiming beauty and that um it was to look in another sister's eyes and tell her something that you honestly felt beautiful about her and um people were mm-hmm. crying because in our society if you sometimes don't look a certain way or a certain age that not might not be something here very often and it was yeah, very, very powerful. powerful. And to meet this person who I had had just literally just met and be able to look in her eyes and tell something that I instantly felt beautiful about her, it was really, really powerful. And that was my first experience at the women's ritual. I remember that ritual. Yes, it was. It was really, really, it was very, uh, yeah. very, very powerful for uh for me so which is another thing that for those of you who this will be your first year that i find very fun um it's kind of like mr rogers neighborhood with pointy hats i like now i will during the day during classes i typically wear shorts or um, capris or a skirt or just very casual summer wear but uh, some people really deck out and dress. And then at rituals, oh, yeah. I, I try to bring stuff and bring ritual gear, and you will see people who wear witches' hats, and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, wear feathers in their hair and, and trim, and it's really fun. Some of the outfits and costumes and the ritual wear people bring, it's a, a really great time. If you have those things that you don't always have the opportunity to wear, PSG is a great time to bring it out and bling it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting ready for Pan's Ball, watching the costumes go by as people are headed <laughs> off to Pan's Ball is absolutely wonderful. Um, Pandora, I've tell never... those who are listening what Pan's Ball is. Huh? <laughs> tell folks what Pan's Ball is. Um, I don't know because I've never been there. I've just seen the costumes as they go by. I, I, I have I never gathered. It's a it's a very big party. It's an adult party. Um, you have to be 21 to be able to go, so you have to take a license. But uh, it's fun, and many many people um, dress up. And um, a, there's a isn't there a contest? Yeah, there's there like a costume yeah. contest. And you'll see, you know, in the years past, I've seen, you know, Wonder Woman. I've seen Greek gods. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, and so many of us have different type of witch hats and witch attire, and you'll always see that. Um, yes, it's really, 
really fun. Um, so we go. I typically don't dress up a lot, but we will. People, some people may wear masks. I mean, it's just really, really fun. So and they play music, and people sit around and talk, or they dance, and it's just, it's just a really fun time. I don't. I'm old, so we don't stay late, but we typically go down and it, and at least um, um, look at it and, and participate and have fun a little bit. We usually sit on vendors row with, um, last year I sat with um, Celia, um, or we'll stand over with um, Tawatha Dea because they were beside the stage last year. Um, and, and we just kind of sit and watch just the costumes and that sort of thing um, and, and have a beer or two and just kind of just soak up the atmosphere. But I've never actually gone in and, and been a part of that. And um, I think I might sneak down there this year since... Um, I'm going to be by myself anyway and just kind of check it out and see what's going on. Um, but, you know, people go all out for the costumes. So if you're thinking about this, go big or go home because these people, <laughs> they do, they pull out all the stops. I mean, the, the costumes are lit up. They have, it's just amazing, amazing stuff. Absolutely. Like I said, it's really, it's really, really fun. And if you don't actually want to go there, typically um, – for most of the campground, you can usually hear the music. So oh, yeah. It's like pretty loud. <laughs> yep. That's true. So and last year there was an unplugged alternative at the food court. I don't know if that's the plan this year, um, but there was a there was a quiet. And then there's also Pan's Other Ball. Right. Which is, which is a, a, a tamer, a non-alcoholic version. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Susan calls it the smaller dryer ball. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not fun. We did, no. um, I wasn't there last year, but we did that several years. We stopped in at Pants Ball for, you know, for five or ten minutes and said hi. And then we went down, and actually one year we had so much fun, uh, we played board games. So it, it was it was really fun to, to sit around and just have relaxation and fun and and companionship with people that, you know, you've just met. So it was fun. Mm-hmm. No matter what I, you do, Friday night is a fun culmination of the week. Everybody's just kind of in a celebratory mood, no matter yep. what they're choosing to do. It's just kind We've of a to know each other like camp-wide. Yes. Yeah, it's a fun night. Uh, the one thing we had the most fun at last year was Bartapalooza. I'm so glad they're keeping it and making it yeah. kind of a tradition. Bartapalooza was absolutely wonderful. And if you've never been to PSG, um, and this is going to be your first time, seriously consider coming over because all the bands that play all week long get on the stage together, and there's nothing like it. It's just the most wonderful thing um, to watch everybody that's been there all week playing in their own little concerts here and there, and to see them all on the stage at the same time is just wonderful. That's just one of my favorites too. Yes, (laughs) that does. I enjoyed it. That sounds like a party itself. Yes, it is. And there's dancing going on. There's a lot of um, people just sitting in their camp chairs watching the bands. There's just it's just absolutely wonderful. It was so much fun last year. It is fun. Music is a very important part of PSG at. We start off in the morning that we call it the morning meeting where we all gather, and I love that. There's drumming, and you have people, 
you know, 10 o'clock in the morning up there dancing. And so it's just, it's really, really fun. It's a great way to start the day, isn't it? Like, the, yeah. don't you wish you could do that a little bit more often at home where, you know, you wake up to the drumming and the um, people Absolutely. dancing and just, it just kind of sets the mood for the rest of the day and you can just, um, I all that's, I make sure I'm at morning meeting every single day. Yeah, I, I love one thing I don't miss. And this yeah, year is too. the only year that there's a really good chance I'll miss the Thursday morning one. And um, I'm kind of, I'm okay with it um, because I don't know how long um, we're going to be in there. But um, so this year for the first year, the Daughters of the Dark Moon are going to do a sweat. Um, and we're doing it on oh. Thursday morning. So I'm hoping we're done in time. But as Shantae says, we're done when we're done. So. Oh, that's interesting. And for those who've not been, it's basically participating in a sweat lodge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is. Um, I guess uh, we've been trying to do that. Huh? Do you know very this much about this? I have never, ever done a sweat before. Um, either. I'm not it, it It kind of scares me. There's a general so sweat at PSG. That was, yeah, there's a gentle, it's good for first-timers. I've never done one either, and I tend to run warm, and I'm a little intimidated by the idea. <laughs> See, that's when when Colleen asked us about doing the sweat, when I asked her if there was a way that we could get the, the Daughters of the Dark Moon, um, one of the girls kept asking for a mid-afternoon sweat, and we're like, you don't understand, mm. it's 117 degrees. The last thing I'm going to do is get inside of a sweat lodge. Um, ours is going to be at dawn, so it'll be nice and cool. Um, Ooh, that's and nice. So mm-hmm. it'll be really, really, um, I think we start at 6 a.m., um, and the only time the sweats are going on this year is, is dusk and dawn. So um, that's your only shots at, at doing it anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Celeste. I'm a little intimidated about the idea of, of <laughs> getting in there on top of being hot all week and then trying to go in there and sweat, but... Um, I really, really want to do it. But if you're ever interested in doing a sweat and want to know what it's like, they have um, – this is for you, Deb. They have a what they call the gentle sweat. It doesn't get oh. as hot. It doesn't – it's not as intense. Um, and I can't remember. I'll have to look um, when it is, but um, they've already got this. Is it Saturday morning? I wasn't sure when I it was. I knew the kids were fine. I don't remember now. <laughs> um, Colleen posted it earlier today on the Facebook page. So, um, but there's a gentle sweat. They do a kids sweat. So if kids want to do a sweat lodge, um, I think it's only for like 20 minutes or something like that. They don't do it for um, a really long time or anything like that. Um, so if you're interested in doing a sweat and you're a little worried about whether or not you're going to be able to handle it, um, they do have a a gentle sweat to kind of ease you into it. Oh, that's nice. Well, I will tell you both. Um, I just realized I need a pack for PSG, but both of you in talking tonight <laughs> has gotten me excited. And so as you're talking, I'm sitting here making my list. And I am now officially have PSG fever. So good. 
I'll look forward to Well, I have to admit both. that's why I was a little late joining the party today because I was up to my neck and packing our van for our trip. Yes, you guys we leave, actually leave week, on, right? We leave on Sunday. Yeah, I know you're on Sunday. Yeah, setup crew. We're on setup crew, so we arrive Thursday to set up our own camp and then spend Friday and Saturday creating the village, and then we get to work Sunday for our work shifts, and I love, love, love working the gate and welcoming everyone home. Oh, it is fun. And Celeste, please tell them, when people come, what do you say to them? Welcome Welcome home. home. Welcome home. And if this is their first PSG, what do you do? We direct them directly to the bell. We like to have all the virgins ring in so that all of PSG can welcome them home. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's really yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah, so last year, um, because I was a coordinator, I got to go in on Saturday, so I got to be there Sunday for um, everybody coming in, and I made uh-huh. the fatal mistake of standing beside the bell. <laughs> and so I had to, I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up walking across and walking over by the showers, but I'm like, what was I thinking on opening <laughs> morning, standing beside the bell? Um, it, but it took about, I think it was what, what, about a half an hour, 45 minutes before when they were ringing the bell, the whole entire village was going, welcome home. So Absolutely. Well, I look forward to seeing you all um, in 11 days. Thank you both so much. You all have been fabulous guests. Thank you so much for Thank coming Thank you for on. having us on. Thank you very and much. This was fun. I look forward to hearing more about Daughters of the Dark Moon. And thank you both for your service to the community. Well, thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you for having us on. I'd like to thank David, our sound engineer, for his tech- technical expertise. I'd like to thank Pagans tonight on Blog Talk Radio for hosting our show. And finally, I'd like to thank all of you out there, our listeners, for your continued support of all of our shows here on Circle Talk. And remember, we're, each, we're here each Tuesday night. Um, come back next week because we are going to be talking to the pagan author, Chris Penzak. We will now transition our show with a musical selection. Good night, everyone, and blessed be. One spirit in the dark Like a candle wavers Many spirits joined as one Burn with the power of the blazing sun There is strength in community Okay.